Welcome to the Soul Seed Podcast, where soul meets strategy. Every week, I, your host, Sabrina Greer, have activated conversations with multi-passionate, soul-led thought leaders about their journey of growth from seed to soul's purpose. Every successful book, brand, business, podcast, product, or program starts as a seed, an idea planted into the soul of its creator. Be inspired by those who've led before us, six, seven, eight-figure entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, top-rated podcasters, and multifaceted humans. Be empowered by their humble beginnings and expanded by their tenacity and spirit. Join us in the frequency of abundance as we go to the story roots of these powerhouses. Learn how to apply and leverage the Soul Seed Method in the creation of your very own legacy. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Soul Seed Podcast. I'm super excited for today's guest. I have Chantal Bisson with me today. Chantal is what now a four-time best-selling author. <laughs> I think I have an outdated bio. <laughs> she also <laughs> is the founder of Without Losing Your Cool. She is a recovering actress, podcast host, mom of mentors, and mom to three adult daughters, and now her first grandson. <laughs> and I don't even know how many four-legged babies now. I feel like you've got, you've got them sort of coming all the time, which is incredible. Animal lover, and just an all-round incredible human that I've had the absolute pleasure of getting to know over the last few years. And I'm just so grateful for your time and your energy today and for you to be a guest on the Soul Seed Podcast. So welcome, Chantal. Thank you. Thank you. It's always awesome to hang out with you. And it's like, if I have to be on your podcast to hang out with you, I'm doing it because both of us are just so busy all the time. So it's awesome to be here with you for sure, for sure. Well, it's, it's interesting because I've been having such activated conversations with incredible entrepreneurs. Multifaceted is a word that just continues to show up in this space of entrepreneurship, parenting, authorship, podcasters, thought leadership essentially is what the whole show is about. And, you know, that word multifaceted comes up every single day. And I really love the conversation around like what multifaceted means, multi-passionate versus multitasking. Because I think multitasking can be such a a negative, challenging, like the whole busy hustle culture versus multi-passionate and multifaceted, which just means we have a lot of things that we love and we incorporate them all into one thing, which I think you've done really beautifully with the Without Losing Your Cool brand and all of the amazing things that you do. So I'd love to hear from your side of it, not the bio version of it. You know, who is Chantal Bisson and how did the whole Without Losing Your Cool movement come to fruition? Yeah, I mean, I love that. I've never actually used the terminology multifaceted or multi-passionate, but it really, that's really what it is, right? In a nutshell. And I agree with you when you say multitasking, there's something... No, I wouldn't say necessarily negative about it, but there's definitely something that attaches to it that makes you feel like you have too much going on, right? Like when you're multitasking, the reason why you're doing many tasks simultaneously is because there's too many tasks to accomplish and achieve. So I love this spin on it and I'm going to embrace it because I do believe that I think for a lot of us, um, particularly women, I think we're dreamers, you know, and I think we have the capability of really 
leaning into and owning all the things that light our souls on fire. And I think that's what makes us, should we choose to be mothers? I think that's what makes us good mothers and capable of being mothers while also being partners, while also, you know, being able to pursue our dreams and our passions. Um, I would say I am that woman. I'm that woman that, you know, I had my first daughter really, really young. I was 19 when I got pregnant and 19 when I birthed her. And I was an actress at the time, but I was also a professional dancer. And I think getting pregnant so young really caused me to believe and get into the, not so much cycle, but get into the pattern of a life that was like, I'm still going to be a dreamer. Like my dreams don't need to die because I'm a mom. And I think it's because I was so young. I hadn't yet lived. So there, I wasn't willing to not live. You know, a lot of times I think when we become mothers, for many now, just with the cost of life and and the way life has worked out, many moms are starting their families in their mid thirties, even up into their mid forties. And you've had a lot of life. Maybe you've had your career, um, you've done your travel, but I hadn't had any of that. So for me, there was no way that I was going to not have it. So it was interesting that my girls were a part of my journey. You know, they were part of my growth. They were a part of my. I'm going to try, you know, I opened a gym at one point because I was the only Taibo instructor allowed in the country. Um, I was still was acting. I was cheerleading. I, you know, so my girls are used to seeing me pursue those passions, you know, and, and really allowing myself to live a whole life while wearing the hat of being a mother. So once my girls were grown and, you know, stepping into their own adult lives, I was like, well, what else am I passionate about? What else do I dream about? And I'd always had a love for writing. So it just seemed like a natural progression for me. I was working with a partner and we were um, creating TV show concepts and we had one that was greenlit and we had some others that had a lot of interest and we, we, we we were kind of gaining traction, but it wasn't really what I wanted to do as a writer. So then I turned my attention to writing books and the without losing your cool brand came to pass or came to be because I was like, okay, well, I've been able to have children, have a marriage, have a separation, reconcile the marriage, (laughs) have careers, have businesses, and, you know, done it all, you know, with my sanity, (laughs) more or less. So um, I wanted to just support other mothers, other caregivers, other human beings who maybe felt like motherhood was a death sentence to their dreams and passions, you know, and that now I'm just a mom. Like I hear women introduce themselves like that all the time. Like I'm just a mom. It's like, but you're not like your first, first you're you, you know, first you're your own being your own. You're here to have your own journey, your own experience. So that's really what the, without losing your cool brand is about. It's like, getting people to go back to self, getting back to their center, back to their core and be like, well, what lights you up? You know, what are you, what do you believe you're here to do? And, you know, I have a 90 day journal that really is all about extracting that out of you in case you don't know, like you and I were really lucky, like that's readily available to us. And we have a lot of great ideas and we have a lot of dreams and passions and we're able to, you know, with the support of our partners and just because we're just doers, we're able to go after and make that our reality. But a lot of people don't know how to tap into that or where to even to begin to look for it. And that's really what the Without Losing Your Cool brand is about. I love that because really that's what the Soul Seed brand is about too, is helping people tap into 
their legacy, which oftentimes translates as a book, multiple books, maybe affirmation cards, maybe journals, you know, you're, I always say you're my dream client because, you know, you've done it all. And thank goodness you're a doer because man, it's, there's a lot there. Um, at one point I was like, whoa, Chantel, you got to slow down a little bit. <laughs> That's a lot of things, but I love it. I love how multifaceted you are without ever losing your values and ever steering off track of, of who you really are at your core. And I believe that any positive brand, positive influence, positive leadership, it all comes from leading with your values first, because no matter how many times your brand name changes, your colors, your, you know, how many books you write, how many times you evolve as a woman, as a person, as a parent, as a brand or a business. If you lead with your values, I think it always somehow stays the same, even if it's Mm -hmm. different. And I think that's really powerful and something that I I really believe you've done extraordinarily well. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about your writing process, because knowing as your (laughs) publisher, you know, and, and a friend, knowing sort of both sides of that, right? Like I hear you as Chantal, my friend, and then I hear you as Chantal, my client. And, you know, I know you share quite openly and transparently on social media too, but how, what was the writing process like for you? Like, I I know at one point you wrote a book in a couple of days or something like that. And I would just love to hear the, the creative process for you and how it sort of comes to you and your flow and how that works behind the scenes. Yeah, I'd love to share it. Um, It's probably not probably, it's definitely a unique way that I write. Okay. So what I did was, like I said earlier, I was working on TV show concepts with a partner and that was very laborious. And while I was doing that, I was also writing a fiction, uh, a fiction book, which is still in my edit folder. Um, also very laborious, you know, because it, it requires a lot. Everything has to line up timelines, location, description. Anyway, it's, it's a lot of work. And so what I felt while I was doing both of these labor intensive, less soul fulfilling writing projects was that wouldn't it be fun to write more off the cuff, more stream of consciousness, more from just my spirit rather than something that's so contrived and constructed. So I started a daily blog and that blog was essentially to give me the skills to tap into writing efficiently and effectively getting my point across in, you know, a thousand words and every day. So it got to the point where by the time I wrapped up my blog, I was able to come up with a topic, write it edit and post within an hour. And so like when people say, how long does it take you to write a book? I say, well, I write a thousand words an hour and people are like, oh my God. So really, if you have to write a 40 or 50,000 page book, you're writing that in 50 hours. Is that correct? I'm like, yes, exactly. So when I'm really disciplined and um, very structured, I can write a, a nonfiction book Monday to Friday. I could write one in a week. Now that is complete just stream of consciousness. That's not really structured. That's not fleshed out. That's not edited. That's where, you know, your brilliant team comes in and structures the book and cleans it up. And a writer is nothing without their, you know, their copy editor and their proofreader and their designer and all those things. Like it it literally takes a village to make a beautiful book and to make a book make sense. So I don't want to take all the credit. For sure, my 
way of writing is very different. You know, a lot of people write out their whole structure of how the book is going to flow. I tend to just write topics, like what topics do I want to hit on? You know, my parenting books were very stream of consciousness and were from my point of view of what was successful as a parent. You know, so I went back and recalled things that I felt were really beneficial in making, like you said earlier about values, having people with values. And if your strong values lead your brand and your values rarely change unless you come to grow and learn that something that you hold as a value um, is outdated or maybe came from a bias, you know, a biased conclusion. So, um, but for the most part, like you're saying, our values are what we, what uh, the, you know, they're the fabric of our being. So those books were quite easy to write in that I knew what had been successful for me. The third book, Loving Yourself Without Losing Your Cool, was a little bit more difficult because, you know, it was kind of memoirish in that it told my story. And I'm not the only person wrapped up in my life story. You know, there are, you know, I come from a background of abuse. So there are the abusers, which sounds crazy. Like I, you got to protect your abusers when you write a memoir, but for legality, you do, right? It's just mind blowing, but you do. So there was, you know, there was a lot of back and forth with that third book of like, how much do I tell? How much is too much? What is respectful to my mother, you know, and my family and the people who, didn't know that it was happening. And then once it happened, you know, there wasn't like the sort of response that I had expected. Like there was a lot more involved. So a lot of it depends on what you actually are writing about as well. You know, I find the more painful or the the closer to you as a human, your story is the likelihood that you're going to need more time. You're going to need more support and some guidance on how to structure that book in a way that legally <laughs> you're in a good position. So yeah, I think I, I really it's being surrounded by people who get you, who understand the message that you're sharing. And that's what's been great about working with you for sure is like just you're an open you're an open door and you know we're able to like come to you with anything at any time. So it was very, very collaborative and definitely felt like I was being bolstered you know, in every way. So that was super helpful with that. And going back to what you said, it's like, yeah, there was a lot that came out all at once, but it was, I really wanted the brand to be a whole product. So I, I definitely really, really appreciate that you were game to do that. Cause it was, I knew nothing about anything and you were just like, you were like the steam engine, you know, you were just totally leading the charge and you went above and beyond to source and figure out and answer all the questions that both of us had. So I think that, you know, that's also a big thing to your listeners is when you have a dream, you have a passion, it's really the most important part of bringing that across the finish line in a way that really resonates with your soul is making sure that you're connected with people who get your soul and understand it and are working with you and not, you know, trying to change you or working against you. Mm, I love that because it's it, it's so true and it's so important. You know, you need to enroll your people and if they don't immediately catch your vision, you need to, you know, put it out for them so that they can catch it. And it's not always going to be your immediate family that understands what you're up to and values your dreams before they become a reality, right? And I think I see this so often with my clients is they're like, well, my partner doesn't get me or doesn't understand what I'm trying to do. And 
they don't want me to do this or you know they're they're sort of poo-pooing the idea of me like creating all these things and investing all of this money and you know and I feel like I forget who said it I might have even been Leaf Wilcox who's a mutual friend of ours you know I think she said like you don't ask your plumber to design your website and it's so true right like there's people who are experts in areas but we we can't just expect the closest people to us to immediately catch our vision. Sometimes it's our job to go forward and, you know, make that dream a reality. Not to say I told you so or like rub it in anyone's face in a negative way, but sometimes we need to go first and we need to put ourselves out there and then say, okay, this is what was right in my soul. This is what was right in my, this was my vision and I've now brought it to life and I'm super proud of it. And then those people can celebrate. Again, mm-hmm. it's not about rubbing their face in it and being like, haha, I told you so. But it's really about like doing what is in your soul, being soul led in your mission and your vision and, you know, enrolling the team that it is required, the village, as you say, to bring it to life. And I think sometimes we look in the wrong places for, for that. 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot of times too, you know, there there's other things that get in the way of that vision. You know, for me to say, I am my greatest enemy. You know what I mean? Like I've got this husband who's like, you have the best ideas. And oh my God, you're like a wealth of ideas and you're so creative. And oh my God, everybody, that's a great show idea. Oh my God, that's a, you know, like I've got a major epic cheerleader in my corner and then I've got me, you know, and I'm the one that, I have to fight. And you know, you and I've had these conversations at nauseum is, you know, I'm the one that's like, Oh, you know, this is never going to happen for me. Oh, it's too much money or it's too much investment or nobody's listening. I'm in an echo chamber, you know, like I'm my own worst enemy and my own worst critic. So I think it's not even that it's on the outside holding you back. Oftentimes it's we're on the inside, which is why I wrote loving yourself without losing your cool. Because I'm still not good at all those things. I have all these tools. I've done therapy out, you know, out the ass, and I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars on coaches and this and and the best coaches and the best therapy. And you know, some of us are just wired that way. We're just built that way, and it's it's a bigger fight to get through our own negative chatter. So I think that's when you know, that team becomes even more important when they can champion you when you can't champion yourself. You know, it, it's it's surrounding yourself with people who want you to shine, people who want you to have your dreams come true. We were talking just the other day because we're doing another project together, collaborative book. Oftentimes for women, it can be difficult to find even friends that are championing you, you know, Sometimes friends show up like they are a champion and then which goes off and you come to realize that secretly they were, they were secretly not wanting you to, to soar and fly. And, you know, there's, there can be painful lessons that we, that we learn that are unexpected. But I think all in all, really, you have to ask yourself the why, like, why are these messages on your heart? Like why I one, I'm very spiritual and I believe that nothing happens to us for no reason. The things that are brought to us, either traumas or difficulties, or just, you know, if we've had what I call an easy life without trauma, and we just happen to be one of those naturally upbeat people that like 
has that ability to tap into positivity. I mean, we all have something to share. You know, we all have something to give to somebody else to make their life better, easier, have a more flow, whatever it is. And I really believe that about all of us. I think we all have value and I think we all have stories. And I think the things that are inside of us that are burning to come out are put upon us for a reason and that we should really listen to the calling. And I don't know what that looks like to your listeners who are listening today. I don't know if that's a book. I don't know if that's a blog. I don't know if that's a podcast or what it is, but I do know for sure and believe wholeheartedly that we owe it to our souls and we owe it to this one life to explore those callings for sure. Absolutely. And something that really stood out for me, what you just said, and so vulnerably sharing, thank you for that. But this idea that, you know, we are our own worst enemies sometimes. And, you know, people look at you and they're like, oh, that's Chantal Bisson. She's published however many books and she's got these cards and these journals and she's been married for however many years and has these three beautiful daughters. And like, what a perfect life. But you still struggle with that self-doubt and that, you mm-hmm. know, your abilities to to put something out into the world and will people even like it? You know, imposter syndrome, identity crisis, like these things that are so real in the human experience. And I think the difference between you and the aspiring author or the the person who has this dream on their soul that wants to put it out there is you have the courage to push through and to potentially argue with those ideas in your own head. And, you know, whether it's arguing against naysayers in your world, on the street, trolls on social media, or your own thoughts, it's that courage to push through. And that's literally the only difference between you and, you know, the person who wants to do what you're doing between me and the person who wants to do what I'm doing. And I'm such a strong believer in not pedestaling people and like looking at like celebrities or, you know, anybody and saying, oh, mm-hmm. they're better than me or, oh, I wish I was them or comparing ourselves because the literally the only difference is that courage. It's not about luck. It's not about who you know. It's not about any of these things. It's about the courage to keep going when all of that noise, internal or external, is yelling at you, right? Right. Oh, I totally agree with that. It's so interesting. On our walk this morning with our dogs, we were talking about that because as I just shared, I go through these feelings of like, who am I talking to? Who's paying attention? Why the why bother? You know, how much longer do you keep going? And what goal are you what where am I looking to to land? Where, what's my ending look like? And how can I live from the ending rather than the pathway to the end? And it's interesting that you use the word courage because for me, you know, and that's super inspiring to me. And I'm going to carry that because for me, it, the 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 tape recorder that goes on in my own head is like, when are you just going to quit? Like, when are you just like, when is it just enough? You know, like, when are you going to stop? Whereas it's, you're exactly right. You know, you look at people and I love that term pedestaling also, because I think, you know, it's a natural thing that we've become into the habit of doing because of social media and because we're only seeing the tip of the iceberg. I mean, I'm not going to post me in bed with the covers up over my head for two days because I'm in a funk. One, because my my coach right now would be like, that is not how you get <laughs> I'd get trouble for it. But and I mean trouble with love, obviously. I'm not, I'm not being like I'm paranoid, but 
I think that it's really, really, really important to keep all these things in mind. It's like, well, the reason why somebody's life looks a certain kind of way is, well, because that's their brand, right? That's their brand. If somebody is on social media, other than like maybe your aunt or your grandma, chances are they're on social media to send a message about what they want you to buy, myself included. I want you to believe in me. I want you to grab my books. I want you to grab the affirmation cards, not because I need them to put food on the table, but because I believe in the message that I've created. I believe in the lessons that I've learned that they're helpful. And I want mothers to enjoy their mothering journey more. And I want to let them know now that I'm way on the other side with kids in my 30s, that a lot of the shit that is like front of your brain that you're obsessing over, that you're worried or is screwing your kids up does not matter. Like I want you to read these books to understand that you can get so much of it wrong and still end up right and still end up okay. And your kids are going to be okay. You know, I believe in what I'm sharing. And that's why when I'm on my social media talking about my brand is because I, I believe in it and I believe it's going to be helpful. And I think that that's a part of it too. It's like when you have faith and you believe so passionately in your messaging and in what you're sharing, then you do keep going. You know, you do get up if you sell one book this week or if you sell a hundred books this week, you know, if you get 50 downloads or you get 5,000 downloads on your podcast, like if you stick to your why, then those days of doubt will pass easier. And I love that you brought up courage and remembering to not put people on a pedestal. Cause you know, my mom was always famous for saying everybody, everybody goes the way they came naked and alone, right? Like when you die, you're all alone and you're naked the same exact way you came in and everything else you did in between really is not that serious. You know, it's really not that serious. Of course, it's serious to you. It's serious to me in the moment and it means everything. But if you could add some levity to it, it might take away the sting of not the up, but the performance of what you're doing. If it's not performing how you have it in your head that you want it to perform. Yeah, absolutely. It's so, so many juicy things. Like, so it's so good. And, you know, I'm having conversations with, people like yourself who I am totally fangirling over and I consider, you know, like people I would, if I did this, put on a pedestal because I think, you know, you're amazing and you're talented and you've, you've done so much and it's so inspiring. And, you know, the conversations I'm having, what I really truly love is the rawness to just see that like we all start somewhere mm-hmm. and, you know, it is that grit that, tenacity to keep going and keep pushing through and moving forward not in a hustle like forceful stressful kind of way but just but in, in a passion way where, led yeah passion led where you're humbled by the things that don't work out you know I always say like not every seed grows into a beautiful massive tree and you know mm-hmm. sometimes things get in the way of of the growth and sometimes we've got to weed out that garden and and start from scratch and all of that's okay, right? It's, it's just, mm-hmm. it's all okay. And I think it's really inspiring to see, you know, people's humble beginnings where, where it all began and, 
the journey because it, you know, we do often just see the tip of the iceberg or the highlight reel and not the hard work and, you know, the, the 10, 15, 20, 30 years behind getting to where you are now, right? It's like, yeah, exactly. It, it takes five minutes for someone to recognize you because of that next thing that you do, but it's like 35 years of build up and work and like trying new things and moving through it and keeping going. And, you know, people don't see all of that. And I right. think that's what these conversations are exactly for is so people can see that, that we're all just human having a human experience. And literally the, the difference is having that courage and having that tenacity and having that ability to stick with your soul even when your head and sometimes your heart don't agree being soul led in my opinion means that you you follow your gut your intuition that deeper knowing that whatever that is whatever right. in there it's for you and you got to keep going forward even when you know your brain's telling you that it's a bad idea that it's too much money that nobody cares and all the things and your heart telling all you like, the things. my family's <laughs> going to be mad at me and other people are going to be upset with me and my kids and my, my partner and all of the things, right. It's like, no, the gut saying, go, you go. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's really what the soul seed is. Once it's been planted, it's time to go. Right. Well, yeah. And I have a friend who said that a lot of success is back to your point. It's not necessarily grinding and hustling it out a lot of people achieved their success because they had the will to hold the vision in place until the vision became the reality. And on those difficult days, on those emotional days, I it takes me a while, but I have to pull myself back. And that's exactly what you're talking about. It's like, really, people that end up successful in their area, in their field, is because they continued holding the end line, like, what is it you want to achieve by writing a book, writing your memoir, doing a podcast, whatever your reason is for being here with Sabrina and, you know, myself today, like, why are you listening? Like, why are you following this podcast? And whatever that burning reason is inside of you, you've got to ask yourself, are you ready to commit forever (laughs) to that vision to that end until it comes to fruition? And that's where you'll find success. Ooh, so good. I got goosebumps. Ah, I love it. So I think that's a, a perfect, you know, note to end on. But if our listeners want to find you, where can they track you down? I will link everything in the show notes for them. So many amazing places to track you down. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can follow me on my personal Instagram, which is Chantal Bisson, or you can go to Without Losing Your Cool, which is all just Without Losing Your Cool posts, updates, et cetera, et cetera. And you can go to my website, Chantal Bisson, to purchase any of the amazing products that Sabrina has helped me birth and um, check out my blogs. I've archived the, all the... <laughs> The two years of blogging, they're all still around. <laughs> they're on that website. Amazing. So those those are the places you can find me. I love it. Well, thank you so much for your time and your energy today and sharing so vulnerably all of these amazing gold nuggets. And I'm just so grateful for you and so grateful for your time. And thank you to all of you for listening and tuning in. 